This is Claire Williamson, the food editor here at the Japan Times, and tonight I'm making warm, comforting, and cheesy camembert hot pot. This is just one of the delicious seasonal recipes that we've just made available for free to Japan Times readers online. All the recipes are easy to make using readily available ingredients in Japan, and you can find them at jtimes.jpkitchen. That's jtimes.jpkitchen, and the link is in the episode notes. Hello and welcome to Deep Dive from the Japan Times. I'm Oscar Boyd. This week we're bringing you a lighter episode that steers clear of the coronavirus and instead celebrates the shops that have been deemed so absolutely essential during Japan's state of emergency: convenience stores, known in Japanese as konbini. There's over 50,000 of them across Japan, and they're so close to so many people's hearts that we even found this fully orchestrated version of Family Mart's jingle by composer Ben Wong to replace our intro music this week. Competition between convenience store chains is fierce and is second only to the debates that rage over which one should be your favourite. We recorded this episode back at the beginning of February when there was no state of emergency, when four people were still allowed in a room together to share a few strong zeros and argue about convenience stores, when the Olympics still looked like they might go ahead this year, and when there was only one real question on everyone's mind: which convenience store is best, and why? We have three guests joining us this week from the Japan Times's news desk. We have rustled up Chris Russell. Chris, say hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Is that a word? <laughs> I always said that hi, everyone. Are we meant to say anything more than that? No,、or? that's good.、Okay. Um, also from the news desk, we've managed to find the one and only Joel Tanzi. Hello. And from Newspicks, one of the hosts of. The Future Talks podcast. We have Yuzuha Oka. Thank you very much for joining us. Hello, hi. And <laughs> yes, today we are discussing convenience stores and what makes them so great. And a bit of backstory to this episode: it must have been a couple of months now since we first had this discussion, and this discussion took place in a Japanese lesson that Chris and Joel and I do every week. And Chris, one week, decided that our, the topic we should be discussing in Japanese should be what's everyone's favorite convenience store. So, Chris, maybe we should turn to you first. What makes them so important to you? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, where to begin? I mean, the humble konbini, as it's known in Japanese, it has just, I think, like a, a central role in every resident of Japan's life. They do so many different things. You can buy so many different things. They're real kind of. Hub of the community, we could say,、uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's just a it's a part of the fabric of Japan. You know, they're kind of everywhere. If you visit Japan for the first time, you'll you'll see your first convenience like the first minute of being in the country. But yeah, you know, it's just it's the range of stuff you can do there, and it's just they're just so helpful and well, practical. Let, let's focus、well. on that for a second because I think compared to convenience stores or other、mm. like corner shops elsewhere in the world. They are a different beast entirely. So, Isaiah, if you were to go to a convenience store,、mm-hmm. what kind of things 
could you do there? What, what, describe a typical convenience store experience. Oh, yeah, there are so many things that you can do. So you can buy food, you can buy drinks, but you can also pay for tickets and also, you know, to send the parcels or, as Chris has mentioned, it's like a woven piece of your your lifestyle, actually. Go to the toilet. They are just kind of like a sort of strange bit of like public infrastructure. I yeah, mean, so it's like, yeah, it's one of the few places you're going to find like a public toilet, um, one of the few places you're going to find bins. Like if all convenient just like vanished, you know, like it's, <laughs> life would just be demonstrably like worse, like <laughs> immediately. I think for, for busy Tokyoites who often uh, maybe don't prepare a lunch uh, in the morning, you know, it's kind of a lifeline, <laughs> at least for me. You know, often uh, I'll come to work with no plans for lunch and you can go to the konbini and maybe unlike in, in other countries, you know, there are actually pretty good lunch options at, uh, at all konbinis, uh, you know, varying in quality from one to the other, perhaps. But, uh, you know, you'll, you'll get your om- omurice and, uh, <laughs> you know, onigiri for snacks and, and uh, donkatsu. You know, there's so many, so many options there. Mm. I think the other thing with the convenience, though, is, you know, and, well, we'll kind of get into this later on, but, like, they're all 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, say so for myself coming from the U.K., you know, all the kind of supermarkets that maybe would fulfill some of the same functions, you know, they shut down by maybe 11 p.m. at the latest. I mean, so maybe in London you have a bit more option, maybe like a kind of a corner shop would still be open, but it's kind of a sort of weirder, maybe slightly more sketchy experience because it's just some like guy serving you through a window <laughs> because they don't want people to come into the shop uh, all night. Um, whereas, you know, a convenience you can just kind of like roll in there like at whatever hour, and do whatever it is you need to do, and it's all it's all fine, it's all calm. And you know, for people who are out partying, they're out drinking. You know, like you're going to be making these pit stops at Konbini. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just part of the the rhythm of like a night out in Japan. And uniquely, actually, in Japan, as the ATMs are 24 hours, which is actually mm-hmm. quite helpful when when your bank is typically closed mm-hmm. by at least 9 p.m. Um, to be able to get cash late at night when those those late nights that Chris is mentioning uh, saved me more than more than once. That's for sure. I didn't really plan to descend into this level of conversation so soon into the podcast, but <laughs> I the level of professionalism has always astounded me to the point where once I was out at about two in the morning and I saw a woman dressed in a full latex gimp outfit mm. walk up to the checkout in and buy some highballs. And as you do as you do in Tokyo wearing a little latex white tutu and again <laughs> as you do as you do <laughs> um, and uh, yeah like the guy didn't bat an eyelid behind the desk so I'd, maybe she's a regular appearance at that convenience <laughs> store but I was just amazed at how professional and just like getting on with the job she was surely some snickering in the back room afterwards possibly but yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. but, but just, to, to just, your face it's mm. always professional I was just imagining that scenario playing out in London or somewhere like that and just the comments you would receive mm-hmm. you know um yeah for these guys just you know that'd be 200 yen for your <laughs> kind of highball dedicated to their task <laughs> yes totally favorite convenience store in Japan and why? Easy. It's the 7-Eleven because the ATMs are so deluxe. Only recently though. And also because they have a killer sandwich which has tuna on one side and egg on the other. 7-Eleven because it symbolizes Japan 
winning over the American economy because it is an American company that a Japanese company bought and acquired and made it into a successful entity. And I think it symbolizes everything that is successful about a Japanese business. And it has great onigiris. So I think we should, you know, before we continue, talk about the big three convenience stores. Right. And I, I think, you know, so we talk, we've been talking about Konbini generally, but that really masks some big differences between them and also like why this is such a, like a fierce debate. And I think it's a discussion that goes far beyond our Japanese class, you know. Um, <laughs> so I think you can ask anyone, you know, what is your favorite Konbini? Mm. And they're going to have strong opinions and you're going to hear a whole range of opinions. Um, but yeah, as Oscar says, you know, the, you know, the Konbini scene is kind of dominated by free uh, free companies, so I mean that's Seven Eleven, Family Mart, and Lawson, and they've mm-hmm. really kind of got a lock on the uh, Combini world, really. Yeah, the, I, like to the point where I think the average walking time to a convenience store in Tokyo is something like two minutes. Mm. I mean, and sometimes it's even between the same Combini chain. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got a Seven yeah. Eleven like on one end of the street. Walk two minutes down it. Or even one across the street from the other, just so you don't have to actually go across the street to get to the other one. There's 21,000 almost 7 Elevens in mm. Japan. There's, you know, which is kind of incredible considering it was only founded less than 50 years ago. Mm. Uh, it's a pretty similar number of family marts, 17,000. And then there's about 14,000 Lawsons. So in 50 years, these places have completely transformed Japan. Yuzuha, I know you have some opinions about mm. convenience stores and you're not actually a fan, right? I know. So, like, everyone, I understand how convenient it is and especially the 24 hours thing. Like, I get really upset when I don't really have anything for breakfast. So, but if you go, you know, it's if it's late at night, you can't really have it at the supermarket. So I go to these convenience stores. But other than that, I don't really, I'm not really much a fan of convenience stores. <laughs> big big statement. Yeah. No. Why was she invited onto the <laughs> Not really much a fan. Should I should I give you the reasons? Yeah, please do. Okay, elaborate as much as we can knock yeah. them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, for for one thing, I think the main reason I go to to the convenience store is to buy food or drinks. And especially for lunch, it's a convenient option, but you don't really have much option in there in convenience so if you, you may have onigiri you may have sandwich but other than that you don't really have so much option and also if you buy food there like you you have to eat it on the desk and i don't really like it like i want to separate the work and the eating and you can't really do that if you go to convenience stores and buy the stuff I've got to interject there because I think <laughs> this is what this is some, all about. Some some convenience stores do actually have seating areas inside. So, mm-hmm. as an example, like we have a family mart on the ground floor of our building, and there's a small seating area there. And I mean, also, I mean, we talk about the the differences between like convenience chains, but also sometimes you get differences between like the stores within that chain itself. So, I mean there's a difference between like a Lawson in Daikonyama, which is like a kind of fancy upscale part of Tokyo compared to, I don't know, like a Lawson in like Kawasaki, which is like a very industrial working class city just south of the capital. Um, So there is consistency, but there is also like this difference too. So, I mean, 
if I go into a comedian Daikanyama, for instance, I wouldn't be surprised if there's just some like a luxurious, like <laughs> massively spacious, like eating area because that's Daikanyama, you know. I question uh, <laughs> you saying there's not a lot of variety at a convenient because uh, I, mean, I lived in Japan for two mm. years and I'm still mm. kind of discovering new items that I can that I can grab from a convenient. And they they do tend to change out quite a bit. I mean, they'll have seasonal mm-hmm. products and and uh, those kind of options. And uh, I understand sometimes. I mean, if you're having lunch, you know, daily at a convenient, you'll just get tired of that mm. kind of. Mm genre of food and i can totally understand that but massively unhealthy as well massively unhealthy. <laughs> totally, <yeah. laughs> but uh I, I do find there's a lot of variety personally mm-hmm. um but using how you believe they're almost too convenient they allow you to it fosters a culture of sitting at your desk and mm-hmm, eating mm-hmm. food yeah no, you want to separate lunch out from from the work day totally totally and another thing is that about the the private brand that the convenience store has. So, like, for example, 7-Eleven has their own line of private brands. And I think their quality is good. But at the same time, it is killing the, the manufacturer, like, the their own brand. So, for example, like, Amazon, how they have started their own private brand. So, they are killing, like, the like local players. And I think that kind of thing, thing is happening for the convenience stores. Like, 7-Eleven is producing their own premium brands and you know they have all the data so what sells well what is like really popular so they can order it and under the private brand it's cheaper and it's the same taste and so you know it is like killing some kind of creativity for the, the you know individual manufacturers if if i can offer like a counterpoint <laughs> to that and i think this might be um a nice kind of way into like the differences between like the big three as well. Mm. So we talk about like the own brands and like, yeah, you know, I take your point maybe that maybe that's squeezing some uh, smaller players in the market mm. and so on. And maybe that has some uh, negative kind of side effects, but sometimes they do what they do so, so well. And I think there's just like one very clear cut example of this. And that's family chicky. Mm. That's the fried chicken that family might do, um, which you can get, always up there at the front of the uh, by the till and you know that you know we talk about how you know the convenience store is a kind of institution and it it attracts this like so much passion Mm -hmm. and so on but i mean family chicky in itself (laughs) has such a loyal (laughs) dedicated like fan base and i would maybe go as far as to say that like family chicky is now kind of ensconced like in the japanese food Mm -hmm. kind of canon you know (laughs) i mean we talk about you know, sushi, ramen, these kind of things. Family chicky, it's, it's in that constellation now. I think that's uh, that's the status it's achieved. Mm. So I've seen people they walk, get it so well. You know, get it so right. I've seen people walk miles out of their way to find a, a family mart just to get family chicken and avoid the uh, Lawson chicken. See, I think the Lawson one is a decent. Karage kun is a decent second option. <laughs> what you well, want to be avoiding—that's a different product, though. <laughs> okay, okay. Kraya Kun is the, the little nuggets, right? It, it, but they yeah. also have a kind of family chicky oh, they do, yeah. analog. That's but I think the one you really want to be avoiding, and I think this goes for all of their like hot food that's sold at the front, is 7-Eleven. I recently had the opportunity to kind of sample both a, a family mart and a 7-Eleven hash brown. And, you know, the family mart one was pretty decent. I would definitely have that again. But the 7-Eleven one was just like, cooked to oblivion like it was thin it was just like overly crispy it was just absolutely dire and i kind of think that 
it just exemplifies like their complete inability to like produce hot food. Whereas Family Mart, they they're strong. They're strong. <laughs> God, some big opinions coming out here. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to uh, defend Seven Eleven by any measure. We'll get to my favorite combini later, but. Um, <laughs> I don't think that your one experience at a Seven Eleven defines a chain of twenty thousand places. And I mean, I'm, just, I'm, just using, I'm just using one example, right? But you know, I mean, there are others. I could, okay. it, you know, I've lived in Japan for about four years now, coming up for four years. So this is not an isolated incident. It just happens to be like a recent one that really, uh, really crystallizes this issue. Favorite convenience store and why? As passionately and as Italian as possible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like, once I have made a test, that which one is the best coffee between <laughs> the Lawson Family Mart and uh, and Seven Eleven? And I think blindfoldedly, it came out that fam- Family Mart is the best one. What? To my surprise, Family Mart was the best one. Of the chestnuts. The brand of chestnuts at Seven Eleven is by far the best. I don't know whether it's just the packaging or whether it's actually the taste, but I like it most. So I might pick a 7-Eleven. I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the big three, though, as well. Like, I mean, 7-Eleven, Lawson, Family Mart, they're everywhere, which means you can rely on them. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, they're one of those things that you, can, you, you kind of feel like they've got your back all the time. But it also does make Japan look pretty homogenous as you go around the country. You see them everywhere mm. and you kind of go, I'm familiar with it. I can kind of trust it. It's going to be all right. But is it going to be great? Which is going to lead me on to my point of obscure convenience stores in far off locations. Those are my favorite things when I go to somewhere <laughs> new and find a convenience store I've never seen before. And just kind of wonder how it exists within this framework, because the mm. big three are so powerful. I got sent a photo the other day from a friend in Awate Prefecture, and mm-hmm. he'd found a convenience store called Camel Mart. I like and, it already. Yeah, and so the, the logo <laughs> was a picture of a camel next to oh. a pyramid uh, with a palm a tree coming out of the back. <laughs> and I don't know which genius <laughs> thought of this idea, who'd been on a recent holiday to Egypt and decided to come back and open a camel-themed, <laughs> camel-themed convenience store. But I, I, in a Wate prefecture. In a Wate right. prefecture, yeah. a very snowy prefecture. Oh, it's like some kind of twisted irony, I think, yeah. in, that, in, that, in that naming it that. So maybe Okinawa kind of game. But I think those regional, regional convenience stores, they, there's a certain delight in seeing new varieties. Or even the vegan store that's just opened in Tokyo. I haven't heard about this. So it's a vegan convenience store. Um, Where is it? It is near Asakusa. 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 Yeah, And it's still vegan. And it sells only vegan things and things you would expect in a convenience store, but they're all vegan, which is quite interesting. You know, we talk about kind of uh, convening kind of off the beaten path. I mean, it's not quite the same as... uh, the fantastic Camel Mart in Oatu Prefecture, <laughs> but uh, Lawson does have its own sub-brand called Natural Lawson. Which oh, actually... he's gone for it. He's launched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The campaign which, begins. <laughs> which actually does have uh, a bit more uh, kind of vegetarian and vegan fare. Um, so, for instance, they have vegan cup noodles, um, a few other products, you know, hummus, some meat-free sausages, burgers. I mean, it's still quite a carnivorous uh, environment, but... <laughs> You know, they're obviously kind of making some kind of move in that in, uh, in that direction. And even Family Mart, I've noticed recently they've um, brought out like a basically a vegetarian pasta. I mean, I kind of, I don't know what exactly drove that, but, you know, maybe they are 
also sort of seeing that shift a little bit and they're trying to respond accordingly. I think that brings us neatly on to the main topic for this evening, which is the great Conveni debate and what is, I hope is going to prove to be a fantastic argument about which convenience store is the best. I think we're going to start with you, Yuzaha. I know you said mm-hmm. you don't have mm. or you don't really like convenience stores, but if you had to pick a favourite... If I had to pick Which the favorite, I have to join Chris because I love the natural rules. Because like the that's the only convenience store that you get excited to find. Like you know, you that's are 100%. looking. Sorry, what, sorry, what about <laughs> what about Camel Mart? I mean, to be honest, yeah, I would, I would yeah. be I would be excited to find that. I haven't even been to Camel Mart, but I already yeah, I have a lot of time. I, <laughs> I already want to go there. I think that's the only. But like if you are looking for something and you can find something new, like as you have said, like if you're looking for sweets or drink, there's always something that you didn't really think of getting. Like you, even though they, you know, they have onigiri and they have sandwich, but they try to mix it up things and they have like a coconut chips or like maybe the almond milk. Like they, they try to go to the niche and I love it. Chris, do you want to follow up while we're on the topic before we I mean, bring it down? You know, I could say a lot, but yeah, I mean, I think that the range, the variation is really what marks it out. Um, I mean, we talked about, you know, your nighttime pit stops at the Combini just to, you know, to re-up on a beer or whatever. And in terms of the alcohol section, and I, for me, without wanting to like out myself as being some like horrible individual, like the, the alcohol section is like key in Convini. I think, I think you outed yourself by choosing natural also. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the alcohol selection for me like is such a key component of Convini and like why they're so convenient. And yeah, I mean, natural also, it has like, a, it has your all your standard drinks that you'll find at say 7-Eleven, but then you'll also get maybe some craft beers, mm. you'll get some other kind of unusual beverages, yeah, a bit more wine. Ones. I mean, there's a selection of spirits as well. If you want to get a bottle in, you know, like it's, it just trashes the uh, competition. And, you know, this applies to kind of every kind of division of the store, you know. So if we're looking at like Bento, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, I want to just get a nice little microwavable meal, just a way more options there. So if you want to buy some really bougie luxury shampoo they've got you covered um, <laughs> but you know if you just want to get some regular toilet roll then they've got that too Joel? it's just a nice environment as well you know because <laughs> not everywhere is and i think yeah that leads nicely on to what joel's gonna say <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of just add, you know if if the uh, debate is getting a little bit more intense is because we're all drinking strong zero or high <laughs> they're all like nine percent minimum yeah. so <laughs> no one yeah. has had dinner yet and uh Oh, it's a classic convenience store drink, highballs <laughs> and chew uh, highs. Well, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm very glad that you mentioned uh, microwavable meals at uh, Natural <laughs> Lawson because I, I mean, sure, that's a good place to go if you want something microwaved. But if you'd like something freshly baked in an oven right before your eyes, you may want to go to your local daily Yamazaki, which is my favorite konbini. The one near my house is uh, just an excellent establishment. It's got at least three or four bakers on staff at oh, all wow. times. 
Um, uh, what's your source for that? Have you <laughs> I, I've spent 24 hours there. <laughs> um, they are they are baking up, uh, you know, anything you would want for lunch. You know, some beautiful breads with uh, cheese and ham inside. We're talking donuts. Okay, we're talking unbelievable uh, curry bread. Uh, we are talking, we're running the gamut here on, on all kinds of different foods and, and all freshly baked that uh, I, I highly suggest anyone in Japan uh, indulge in. Um, I, I will grant Chris that uh, it doesn't have the, the fanciness of a natural Lawson. Okay, this isn't the Minotoku, Chiyotoku crowd <laughs> that'll be attending your local daily Yamazaki. This is more I your every man, your every woman that will be um, indulging in this. But it, this is very good food. It's very uh, high quality and it tastes fresh, which is most important for me. I mean, I will, I will actually kind of concede. Such a, such a good plea for daily Yamazaki. Because my, my main problem with it is their mascot. And I think I've shown, I think I've shown at least right, you two pictures of the mascot. I and mean, it, it is the scariest. Technically, it's, like, it's the Yamazaki mascot, so that, right? That is yeah. a, that is a that difference. Means, it is a slight difference because Yamazaki is also a baking company, a, yeah. a broader baking but company. But you've, just, yeah, you've will... just advocated the bread as the main thing. And, and their mascot is a very scary looking Aryan <laughs> child <laughs> staring off into the distance with... <laughs> The bluest blue eyes and the blondest blonde hair. I will grant you it is a very odd logo. (laughs) (laughs) But you won't see it if any prominence at a store. It's kind of somewhat gone out of favor. and Kind of (laughs) hidden it away because because they're rightly ashamed of it. Certainly certainly on the freshly baked side of things, you will be just grabbing stuff from the tray. You're not looking at a logo that will possibly creep you out. Meanwhile, do not be scared by what Natural Lawson's kind of representative if insofar as it has mm. one it's just like a bit of wheat you know and like what could be more natural and wholesome than that okay sure if there is a criticism and i will kind of take joel's point it is a little bit bougie um <laughs> but as i say you know, you know once you kind of work you know if that does bother you if you work through that it's actually a lot of just like normal stuff as well you know you don't have to go for the luxury shampoo if you don't want to you can just go and get your chew high go and get your highball it's all good um, but I mean, I, we kind of contrast this with Daily Yamazaki, where the atmosphere is just kind of completely oppressive. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if anyone's ever listened to this, has had the misfortune of going to the Daily Yamazaki near Yoyogi Park, they'll know what I'm saying. When you go in there, it's just kind of this unrelenting grey. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's like... For anyone who doesn't just, know, the logo just, is red and yellow, so yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's actually like, quite bright. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's just <laughs> a strip. Whereas Natural Lawson is yeah. like this kind of darker maroon, yeah. which is actually, yeah, which is actually a little quite bit ta- more gray. That's just a tasteful color. Daily Amazaki, you know, okay, they've got a slight kind of concession to like life um, above the door, but once you get in there, it's just, yeah, it's just depression in like bricks and mortar form user have you be- um, have you ever yeah. been to a daily yamazaki yeah i have but we have we don't have too many compared to like other like the giants so but when i find it i like the i like the bakery though like but but i don't really find many like around like there's not too many like which one's your favorite daily yamazaki store so there aren't as Where many, go, as, yeah. unfortunately. It's a kind of a tragic uh, aspect of this whole Komi debate <laughs> is that there aren't more daily Yamazakis around. But um, near my house, and I live uh, in Adachiku, so the every man and every woman's kind of working area of uh, Tokyo, 
um, in the suburbs. Oh, and the Japanese everyman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was very large uh, daily damazaki there with a very large uh, baking center. And uh, <laughs> it's just beautiful. Favorite Japanese convenience <laughs> store? Oh it actually doesn't And why? Um, Lawson. Because um, it has the best beer. And <laughs> it's the underdog of all convenience. It's like there's le- <laughs> Lawson, obviously. Lawson. Lawson is the underdog. <laughs> I think it is because. <laughs> My problem with both your choices is they are in fact not that convenient, and that is why I'm. I'm, I'm an advocate yeah, for 7-Eleven. Yeah, justify that statement. Yeah. They're not that convenient. I don't know where the nearest natural Lawson is. I don't know where the nearest daily right, Yamazaki yeah. is. I know where the nearest two 7-Elevens are. They're within like three minutes walk. Mm. And they're fantastic. I went to 7-Eleven today to pick up our Strong Zeros and Highballs. I walked in there and they're playing Queen's Don't Stop Me Now. Beautiful <laughs> string quartet version brought a tear to my eye as I bought four onigiri and uh, four highballs. But my main, my main thing about 7-Eleven is it's, it's a center for cash and cash is essential in Japan and they have the best ATMs. They have the best ATMs anyway and they've just updated them pre-Olympics. So I, I just want to interject about the ATMs because uh, Family Mart, if you're a Japan Post Get rid banker, of they have the Japan Post yeah. ATMs, which is very convenient. But not as good. No, not I as good, not as free, what's the difference? not as ubiquitous. No. Well, they're free if you're JP. Oscar, your point was valid like mm. four or five years ago. Like then, I would I would concede like Seven Eleven had the the ATM game locked down. I mean, that's changed. It's changed. I mean, because Lawson they got better ATMs. Um, you know, just not more, more, more. Have you seen the new no, Seven I mean, Eleven? Okay, I mean, it's like a you're, you're, experience. If you're just going, I would, like, purely, I would pay them money just to just to take out money. Oh, you're in Japan, <laughs> so it's convenient because you do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just the only one where gonna, it's bearable. <laughs> you know, maybe on aesthetics. I mean, you know, they have the nice like seasonal screen. Like, oh, it's Halloween. The guy at the ATM is dressed with like, old girl is like with a witch's hat. Um, but I mean. Functionally, like there's basically no difference now between like a 7-Eleven, Lawson, ATM, even Japan Post. I mean, you know, if you go back and miss a time, let's say like four or five years ago, you know, it's just tourists like kind of staggering around like Tokyo or wherever, unable to get money out because they don't know they can go to 7-Eleven mm. and everywhere else just like rejects their card. And as you say, like you need cash. But I think that's all changed. You know, because people have seen the Olympics coming up, more tourists. So the, but, the, but the, the division argue... there has like really narrowed. Like insofar as Seven Eleven does have a lead, I think it's pretty negligible. But I would argue that the entire foundation of Japanese tourism, which is a huge <laughs> part of the economy pre-coronavirus at least, and hopefully post-coronavirus, mm. um, it's all based on Seven Eleven leading the charge. Without that. And not a single tourist would come to Japan. I mean, I think are they? <laughs> I think I think are, are they owes basically his whole Arbenomics policy to Seven mm. Eleven. Like I'll I'll grant you that, but I mean, in, you know, in terms of talking like twenty twenty, what's the best kombini? I just don't think it's a factor for Seven Eleven. I'm really sorry. Okay, how about this? They've decided <laughs> to wrap all their onigiri in bioplastic. I don't see that from Natural Lawson. I'm sorry. I mean, they. I mean, you know, I already said this. You know, like. A number of their bento, and now they use like cardboard rather than plastic, or just plastic for the lid. 
At Daily Yamazaki, you'll be grabbing uh, freshly baked goods right <laughs> with your tongs, putting them on a tray, and taking them to go. You don't need any plastic at all. I'm glad you brought that up, though, Joel, because <laughs> I wanted to ask, right? All we've heard from you so far is bread. Bread, 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 bread. Now, what if I have some kind of allergy that prevents me from eating bread? What have you got for me then? You've got nothing. It may not be your best uh, convenient choice. I will grant you that. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, okay. I mean, I think that's kind of game set and match. But I'll just kind of contrast that. I don't know if that's that. game set and match. I will contrast that on natural law somewhere. Let's say you're doing dry January or whatever. Fine. You know, you can avoid the really great range of craft beer that they have, and you can just you know enjoy something else instead. But I think daily Amazaki is just it's so one note. So Daily Yamazaki also does make its own onigiri, which is a much larger version of the uh, 7-Eleven onigiri that uh, Oscar has brought <laughs> to us today. I'm sure you're all familiar with the small triangles. Uh, Daily Yamazaki is a, a giant ball of uh, onigiri, and it's actually you know quite a product. So I guess that would be an option if you're allergic to bread. I mean, yeah, I'm still this. Sorry, this is just still like too narrow for me. Also, I want to I want to talk about the names, right? Because I think that's, you know, the brand, the identity, you know, what you're buying into in a way. I mean, Natural Lawson, I mean, that's just, it's natural. <laughs> Who doesn't like natural things? It's great. Someone's bought into but marketing then, but, is what but you're going to hear. But then Daily Yamazaki, you know, like daily, sounds like a bit of a chore, you know, I've got to do every <laughs> single day. You know, I, I contrast that with like Camel Mart. Well, and I'm just like, wow. I, I mean, okay. I I'm like, it's, I, it's already the clear winner. Of this I'm like, you know, debate. camels are a great animal. Everyone loves camels. You never hear a bad word about camels. And, you know, it's also it's unexpected. Like, I don't expect to find a camel in Japan. It's not their natural climate. Um, but for me, it has to be Lawson. The fried chicken is excellent. In particular, the chicken slabs, which you see them and it's a rectangle of fried chicken. You immediately know it's not a naturally occurring cut of the chicken. Uh, it's been processed, that's fine. Um, um, I've lived through this. It's disgraceful, really. Also, I have hope that 7-Eleven will learn from its Scandinavian counterparts and introduce vegan offerings. They've got, like, vegan pizzas and vegan sausage rolls over there. Yeah. So watch this Yuzuha, could you imagine a future in Japan with no convenience stores? To be honest, no. Because... So even though you're not yeah, a fan, would you, would you get rid of them if you could? No, because like when I am like, like really late at night, and if I want food, I have to go to convenience stores, and I rely on that. And especially like kind of like if you're walking in the dark, like in the late at night, that kind of like light is like makes me feel safe and like homey. So yeah, it's a beacon. So yeah, so, I wouldn't so get rid who, of it. Who do you trust more, the like Koban police box? or the guy behind the counter at <laughs> your nearest convenience store. There's not really much Corban around here. I don't really see any Corban around here. I don't really see them working. Well, they, they should be working, but yeah. I see a lot more convenience stores, and I don't really think that they would help me, but if you go like straight that in there. Yeah, I remember that story that I was like year six or something, and I was trying to go to a piano lesson, and I got lost and I walked like a kilo or two or something because I was really lost and I, I found a convenience store and I went to the store with clerk and I borrowed their cell phone and I made a phone call and that was really really helpful so yeah convenience store is necessarily 
it's to not a rescue. For the... do, do, do you remember which convenience store that was? That was Family Mart. Oh, the one with the <laughs> that was Family Mart. <laughs> that was Family Mart. But the guy wasn't working there. He was like doing the 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 construction there. So he wasn't technically staff there. But yeah, still he helped me out. So I think it's an interesting point. Um, before this, you were telling me about some pretty interesting developments within Conveni and the kind mm-hmm. of the kind of new technologies they're trying to introduce. Yeah, I know. So I was doing the stories about the Lawson. Well, it's the Lawson, what they're doing. So, for example, if you are like buying on maybe Amazon or like online, you can get the data. Like if you have put it on the card, but if you remove it, like that kind of data is like all piled up. But if you're on the convenience store, if you are like, you know, buying the, the plum omnigiri, but you returned it and then bought the sandwich instead, the only data you got is about the sandwich. So Lawson is trying to get all the, that kind of data. So they're tracking in some of the like experimental stores, they are tracking how the people move in the stores and how like, what is the percentage of the, you know, the getting the, actual item and then returning it. So they're getting all the info to increase the amount of sales. So if you pair the onigiri with salads, would that increase the sales? Or if you put this kind of like, you know, different pops, like would that increase the sales? So they're doing this kind of scientific experience. So convenience stores are kind of the cutting edge of Japan society. But they're Uh, also kind of moving towards like stores without staff as well. You know, they're kind of trialing all these different systems or they have you know cameras you know just get rid of anyone at the shopping till and you just walk in there and i think you know they really want um the upcoming olympics to be kind of a showcase for this kind of thing right i mean because some of this stuff you've already seen in china a little Mm. bit and i think um you know so i used to live in china and let me tell you that chinese convenience stores are pretty dire uh, <laughs> even if it's like the even if it's like the japanese brands like family mart and lawson um but you know uh, a couple of years ago i went went to shanghai and there's a kind of a local brand called c store and they had this kind of interesting setup where it's just like one person just kind of chilling at this little like till in the middle of the store you know it's not the normal kind of counter and you know have all the different kind of things like the hot food all the other usual things you'd expect and you just kind of go there and they have like beer on tap um and it felt kind of like an evolution of the kombini so i don't know if maybe you know lawson family mart 7-eleven they're kind of seeing this kind of thing and they're sort of feeling a little bit under threat you know they're Mm -hmm. feeling the heat and so they want to kind of level up themselves and i think they're kind of looking at the olympics as a way to maybe kind of showcase Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff well, it, it's good that you mentioned beer on tap, actually, because one convenient we haven't talked about is the one that's like ubiquitous to JR stations is New Days. Mm. And they actually have beer on tap at so- certain outlets now. And I found that to be quite an eye-opening experience. And Saturday, I, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to hope that that comes to other convenience because that would be a game changer as well. Mm. But a lot of the tech that's being introduced there is basically to cope with the fact that Japan doesn't have that m- many workers, um, especially for lower paying jobs as a lot of the people in convenience actually are and that we're seeing that both for the fact that you know more and more stores are saying they're not going to be 24 7 anymore but also the fact that convenience stores are kind of the leading edge of foreign integration within japan like you're more likely to see foreign staff mm. working at convenience stores in tokyo than perhaps anywhere else yeah i think 100 percent. i mean obviously 
Japan has been relaxing the, uh, you know, certain like visa requirements or, you know, trying to encourage more workers to come to Japan from abroad. And obviously, you know, convenience is kind of like a case in point in terms of like the, the sectors that are trying to address that labor shortage and so on. So, I mean, yeah, it's just really not unusual to, you know, you know you're out and, out and about and you go to a convenience store and it's someone serving you from India, Vietnam, Indonesia, like wherever it is. And it's quite a sort of public expression, I guess you could say, like of the way that Japan is changing in that sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the shortage of the workforce is like really, really the main concern about the major convenience stores so they can't really open for 24 hours because they don't really have much people working in there like especially at the night time so the the shift towards that is that you have to have something like amazon go like if you don't need any like staff if you can do the cash outs and that kind of thing without people that'll be easier but that kind of thing is not really like doing well for example i was talking with oscar about the how rfid tag is not really introduced in convenience stores because they were trying to do kind of like a unified rfid tags but they are not really doing it well because it costs a lot and also there's so many variety of things and you can't really be bothered you know mm-hmm. putting that but if you compare that to Uniqlo, they have this kind of from the manufacturing to the, the sales point. So they have this kind of unified RFID and that's the kind of checkout has been really, really efficient and easier. But that can't happen in convenience stores, like sad. But it's yeah, not I was really saying like going to the Uniqlo in Shinjuku the other day and buying a couple of T-shirts, you just go there and just whack your basket in the till area. And I thought that was just a place you put it before you scan each item. But then suddenly the barcode reader in front of me just flashed up all the prices. Mm. And it said, you know, you've got four T-shirts and two pairs of socks and two pairs of underwear and just calculated it all for me on the spot, which is pretty revolutionary. I was quite amazed. And then I could pay by credit card, which was amazing, (laughs) which for Japan... Yeah, I Not feel like we're we're really said, seeing yeah, yeah we're mm. really seeing progress. Also, sounds like you revolutionized your wardrobe with forty shirts, <laughs> four t-shirts. Oh, four t-shirts. Okay, sorry, I, mis- I misheard that. <laughs> I bought four t-shirts. Yeah, can you tell? <laughs> so Lawson, by far, the they have the Okinawa onigiri with like the thick spam in it. Uh, I really love that. So if I see that, they only have it in Lawson. What would you, what would you buy if you had to get one thing from uh, Lawson? What would you buy? Um, uh, Tsuyobi no Neko. <laughs> and why? A beer. Uh, because it's beer. And it has Tsuyobi in the name. And it, all has, uh, it also has Neko in the Yet. name. Yet. You can also drink. I can also drink. <laughs> On Get Tsuyobi. <laughs> On Get Tsuyobi. <laughs> so to sum up our favourite convenience stores. Number one, it's got to be Camel Mart. I think we've agreed. Yeah. No, I mean, just by the name alone. We've, yeah. all, we've all shifted to uh, yeah. be Camel Mart. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even been, but like, yeah, it's great. You have to go. And then by the democratic intention of this room, it's probably got to be Natural Lawson. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> if I could say in... Somewhere <laughs> quite a lot lower than that. <laughs> Daily Yamazaki? <laughs> Daily Yamazaki is my favorite, but at the end of the day, I think the, the best kombini is the one in front of you. And they're all, they all offer, you know... The, the, it's you very know, magnanimous. The, they, all, <laughs> they all offer what you need at the time. And, but uh, I think there is, there is some truth in that, right? I mean, you, 
you go with what is in front of you. And if I'm out late, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be fussy. You know, and maybe <laughs> okay, if there was a natural Lawson opposite Seven Eleven, yeah. then I'm crossing the road for sure. But <laughs> you know, if it's Seven Eleven, they've still got you. And I think this is a really divisive issue, but at the core of it, there is there's a, a common love, you know, for, <laughs> for these places. So I think what you're saying is that the best convenience store is the most convenient. Yeah. And the fact that Seven Eleven has the most, as I argued earlier, <laughs> means that it is. All right, we got to the best okay. convenience store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I take back what I said. You've been listening to Deep Dive with me, Oscar Boyd. For some slightly more serious reporting on convenience stores, head to the Japan Times' website. Some recommended articles are in the episode notes for you to check out. A big thank you to our guests this week, Yuzuha Oka from Newspix and Chris Russell and Joel Tanzi from the Japan Times' news desk. And an even bigger thank you to all the convenience store workers who continue to serve day in, day out during the coronavirus pandemic. The orchestrated Family Mart remix at the beginning of this episode was by composer Ben Wong. A link to his SoundCloud is in the episode notes. And I'm going to continue the list of thanks by saying thank you to all those who've taken the time to rate and review the show. All feedback is greatly appreciated. I hope all of you stay as healthy and as happy as can be. And until next time, Potskali Summer.